Story twenty two of Lucy Maud Montgomery Short Stories nineteen oh five to nineteen oh six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tika Sabu. Lucy Maud Montgomery Short Stories nineteen oh five to nineteen o six by Lucy Maud Montgomery Story twenty two The Light on the Big Dipper Don't let Nellie run out of doors, Mary Margaret, and be careful of the fire, Mary Margaret. I expect we'll be back pretty soon after dark, so don't be lonesome, Mary Margaret. Mary Margaret laughed and switched her long, thick braid of black hair from one shoulder to the other. No fear of my being lonesome, Mother Campbell. I'll be just as careful as can be, and there are so many things to be done that I'll be busy and happy as a bee all day long. Nellie and I will have just the nicest kind of time. I won't get lonesome, but if I should feel just tempted to, I'll think father is on his way home. He will soon be here and that would drive the lonesomeness away before it dared show its face. Don't you worry, Mother Campbell. Mother Campbell smiled. She knew she could trust Mary Margaret, careful, steady, prudent little Mary Margaret. Little, ah, that was just the trouble. Careful and steady and prudent as Mary Margaret might be, she was only twelve years old after all and there would not be another soul besides her and Nellie on the Little Dipper that whole day. Mrs. Campbell felt that she hardly dared to go away under such circumstances, and yet she must dare it. Oscar Bryan had sailed over from the mainland that evening before with word that her sister Nan, her only sister, who lived in Cartonville, was ill and about to undergo a serious operation. She must go see her, and Uncle Martin was waiting with his boat to take her over to the mainland to catch the morning train for Cartonville. If five-year-old Nellie had been quite well, Mrs. Campbell would have taken both her and Mary Margaret and locked up the house. But Nellie had a very bad cold and was quite unfit to go sailing across the harbor on a raw, chilly November day so there was nothing to do but leave Mary Margaret in charge. And Mary Margaret was quite pleased at the prospect. You know, Mother Campbell, I'm not afraid of anything except tramps, and no tramps ever come to the dippers. You see what an advantage it is to live on an island? There, Uncle Martin is waving. Run along, little mother. Mary Margaret watched the boat out of sight from the window, and betook herself to doing of her tasks, singing blightly all the while. It was rather nice to be left in sole charge like this. It made you feel so important and grown up. She would do everything very nicely, and Mother would see when she came back what a good housekeeper her daughter was. Mary, Margaret, and Nellie, and Mrs. Campbell had been living on the Little Dipper ever since the preceding April. Before that, they had always lived in their own cozy home at the harbor head. But in April, Captain Campbell had sailed in the two sisters for a long voyage, and before he went, 
Mrs. Campbell's brother, Martin Clow, had come to them with a proposition. He ran a lobster cannery on the Little Dipper, and he wanted his sister to go and keep house for him while her husband was away. After some discussion, it was so arranged, and Mrs. Campbell and her two girls moved to the Little Dipper. It was not a lonesome place then, for the lobstermen and their families lived on it, and boats were constantly sailing to and fro between it and the mainland. Mary and Margaret enjoyed her summer greatly. She bathed and sailed and roamed over the rocks, and on fine days her uncle George, who kept the lighthouse on the Big Dipper, had lived there all alone, often came over and took her across to the Big Dipper. Mary and Margaret thought the lighthouse was a wonderful place. Uncle George taught her how to light the lamps and manage the light. When the lobster season dozed, the men took up cod fishing and carried this on till October, when they all moved back to the mainland. But Uncle Martin was building a house for himself at Harbour Head, and did not wish to move until the ice formed over the bay, because it would then be so much easier to transport his goods and chattels. So the Campbells stayed with him until the captain should return. Mary Margaret found plenty to do that day, and wasn't a bit lonesome. But when evening came, she didn't feel quite so cheerful. Nellie had fallen asleep, and there wasn't another living creature except the cat on the Little Dipper. Besides, it looked like a storm. The harbor was glassy calm, but the sky was very black and dour in the northeast. Like snow, thought weather-wise Mary Margaret. She hoped her mother would get home before it began, and she wished the lighthouse star would gleam out on the Big Dipper. It would seem like the bright eye of a steady old friend. Mary Margaret always watched for it every night. Just as soon as the sun went down, the big lighthouse star would flash goldenly out in the northeastern sky. "'I'll sit down by the window and watch for it,' said Mary Margaret to herself. "'Then, when it is lighted, I'll get up a nice warm supper for Mother and Uncle Martin.' Mary Margaret sat down by the kitchen window to watch. Minute after minute passed, but no light flashed out on the Big Dipper. What was the matter? Mary Margaret began to feel uneasy. It was too cloudy to tell just when the sun had set, but she was sure it must be down, for it was quite dark in the house. She lighted a lamp, got the almac, and hunted out the exact time of sunsetting. The sun had been down fifteen minutes, and there was no light on the Big Dipper. Mary Margaret felt alarmed and anxious. What was wrong at the Big Dipper? Was Uncle George away, or had something happened to him? Mary Margaret was sure he had never forgotten. Fifteen minutes longer did Mary Margaret watch restlessly at the window. Then she concluded that something was desperately wrong somewhere. It was half an hour after sunset, and the Big Dipper light, the most important one along the whole coast, was not lighted. What would she do? What could she do? The answer came swift and dear into Mary Margaret's steady, sensible little mind. She must go to the Big Dipper and light the lamps. But could she? Difficulties came crowding thick and fast into her thoughts. It was going to snow. The soft broad flakes were falling already. Could she row the two miles to the Big Dipper in the darkness of the snow? If she could, dare she leave Nellie all alone in the house? Oh, she couldn't. 
somebody at the harbour head would surely notice that the big dipper light was unlighted and would go over to investigate the cause but suppose they shouldn't if the snow came thicker they might never notice the absence of the light and suppose there was a ship away out there as there nearly always was with the dangerous rocks and shoals of the outer harbour to pass with precious lives on board and no guiding beacon on the big dipper mary margaret hesitated no longer she must go bravely briskly and thoughtfully she made her preparations first the fire was banked and the draughts closed then she wrote a little note for her mother and laid it on the table finally she wakened nelly nelly said mary margaret speaking very kindly and determinedly there is no light on the big dipper i've got to row over and see about it i'll be back as quickly as i can and mother and uncle martin will soon be here you won't be afraid to stay alone will you dearie you mustn't be afraid because i have to go and nelly i'm going to tie you in your chair it's necessary because i can't lock the door so you mustn't cry nothing will hurt you and i want you to be a brave little girl and help sister all you can mary margaret put on her jacket hoods and mittens and took uncle martin's lantern as she went out and closed the door a little wail from nelly sounded on her ear for a moment she hesitated then the blackness of the big dipper confirmed her resolution she must go nelly was really quite safe and comfortable it would not hurt her to cry a little and it might hurt somebody a great deal if the big dipper light failed setting her lips firmly mary margaret ran down to the shore like all the harbour girls mary margaret could row a boat from the time she was nine years old nevertheless her heart almost failed her as she got into the little dory and rowed out the snow was getting thick could she pull across those black two miles between the dippers before it got so much thicker that she would lose her way well she must risk it she had set the light in the kitchen window she must keep it fair behind her and then she would land on the lighthouse beach with a murmured prayer for help and guidance she pulled staunchly away it was a long hard row for the little twelve-year-old arms fortunately there was no wind but thicker and thicker came the snow finally the kitchen light was hidden in it for a moment mary margaret's heart sank in despair the next it gave a joyful bound for turning she saw the dark tower of the lighthouse directly behind her by the aid of her lantern she rowed to the landing sprang out and made her boat fast a minute later she was in the lighthouse kitchen the door leading to the tower stairs was open and at the foot of the stairs lay uncle george limp and white oh uncle george gasped mary margaret what is the matter what has happened mary margaret thank god i was just praying to him to send somebody to tend the light who's with you nobody i got frightened because there was no light and i rode over mother and uncle martin are away you don't mean to say you've rode yourself over here alone in the dark and snow well you're the pluckiest little girl about this harbour it's a mercy i've showed you how to manage the light run up and start it at once don't mind about me i tumble down those pesky stairs like the awkward old fool i am and i've broke my leg and hurt my back so bad i can't crawl an inch i've been lying here for three mortal hours and they've seemed like three years hurry with the light mary margaret mary margaret hurried 
soon the big dipper light was once more gleaming cheerfully athwart the stormy harbor then she ran back to her uncle there was not much she could do for him beyond covering him warmly with quilts placing a pillow under his head and brewing him a hot drink of tea i left a note for mother telling her where i'd gone uncle george so i'm sure uncle martin will come right over as soon as they get home he'll have to hurry it's blowing up now hear it and snowing thick if your mother and martin haven't left the harbour head before this they won't leave it to-night but anyhow the light is lit i don't mind my getting smashed up compared to that i thought i'd go crazy lying here picturing to myself a vessel out of the reefs the night was a very long and anxious one the storm grew rapidly and snow and wind howled around the lighthouse uncle george soon grew feverish and delirious and mary margaret between her anxiety for him and her dismal thoughts of poor nelly tied in her chair over the little dipper and the dark possibility of her mother and uncle martin being out in the storm felt almost distracted but the morning came at last as mornings blessedly will be the nights never so long and anxious and it dawned fine and clear over a white world mary margaret ran to the shore and gazed eagerly across at the little dipper no smoke was visible from uncle martin's house she could leave uncle george who was raving wildly and yet it was necessary to obtain assistance somehow suddenly she remembered the distress signal she must hoist it how fortunate that uncle george had once shown her how ten minutes later there was a commotion over at harbour head where the signal was promptly observed and very well although it seemed long enough to marry margaret a boat came sailing over to the big dipper when the men landed they were met by a very white-faced girl who gasped out a rather disjointed story of a light that hadn't been lighted and an uncle with a broken leg and a sister tied in her chair and would they please see to uncle george at once for she must go straight over to the other dipper one of the men rowed her over but before they were halfway there another boat went sailing across the harbour and mary margaret saw a woman and two men land from it and hurry up to the house that is mother and uncle martin but who can the other man be wondered mary margaret when she reached the cottage her mother and uncle martin were reading her note and nelly just untied from her chair where she had been found fast asleep was in the arms of a great big brown bewhiskered man mary margaret just gave one look at the man then she flew across the room with a cry of delight father for ten minutes not one intelligible word was said what with laughing and crying and kissing mary margaret was the first to recover herself and say briskly now do explain somebody tell me how it all happened martin and i had got back to the harbour head too late last night to cross over said her mother it would have been madness to try to cross in the storm although i was nearly wild thinking of you two children it's well i didn't know the whole truth or i'd have been simply frantic we stayed at the head all night and first thing this morning came your father we came in last night said captain campbell it was pitch dark not a light to be seen and beginning to snow we didn't know where we were and i was terribly worried when all at once the big dipper light i've been looking for so vainly flashed out and everything was all right in a moment but mary margaret if that light hadn't appeared we'd never have gotten past the reeves 
you've saved your father's ship and all the lives in her my brave little girl oh mary margaret drew a long breath and her eyes were starred with tears of happiness oh i'm so thankful i went over and i had to tie nelly in her chair mother there was no other way uncle george broke his leg and is very sick this morning and there's no breakfast ready for anyone and the fire black out but that doesn't matter when father is safe and oh i'm so tired and then mary margaret sat down just for a moment intending to get right up and help her mother light the fire laid her head on her father's shoulder and fell sound asleep before she ever suspected it end of the light on the big dipper